This is Anthems. My name is Bishy. I'm a musician, composer, producer and founder of Witch, elevating the voices of women in tech. Your word of the day is intersection. The word intersection has come to underpin every facet of my existence, from being the child of Bengali immigrants to the musician I have come to embody to the impact of technology on how I am able to communicate my life. A Gen Y artist raised by Gen X queers, I identify as radical. I've watched the avant-garde, the underdogs and a host of British subcultures being revolutionised by smartphones and mainstream to big audiences. What should unite us has divided us bitterly in an endless digital mudslide between Gen Z and Gen X, both sides screaming in isolation. I watch with a raised eyebrow as the very platforms that we rely on to communicate on a daily basis seemingly erode our civil liberties, hoping and praying that our collective psyche and the force of our shared ideas will save us in the end. I spent most of my life feeling frozen out by the Indian community, rejected by the Bengalis and altogether completely ignored in Britain. The amount of female South Asian artists and musicians being given any large platform can be counted on one hand, especially in the UK. 23 years into my professional music career, I am still 90% the only South Asian female in any recording studio, stage, festival or tour bus. Everyone still thinks I work in fashion. It's from this floating mass of isolation that ironically I found the freedom to embrace music, art, performance, technology and fashion. Connecting to the power of scenes and artistic communities, I escaped the feeling of displacement and had an opportunity to cleanse the trauma of second generation immigrants so very real to many of us. This pain has been poured back through my songs, compositions, production and performance, for I refuse to be a victim. For me, the act of creation is the ultimate liberation. The intersection is the cross I've had to bear, the beast I've wrestled with, the light and the deep dive into my shadow. I learned to code switch very young. The piano lessons I was given at the age of five brought tears of joy to my eyes. They were soon replaced to tears of pain from the sidelining of the other Bengali kids. Eye rolls, jibes to full-on being left out of games, they didn't hide their disdain. My dreams of curiosity were crushed by their sneering indifference. They thought I was getting ahead of myself. They thought I thought I was better when I was merely curious. Their cold stares would ultimately freeze out any idea of friendship in adulthood, and it still makes me sad to this day. As a teenager, I was lucky to be going to gigs, kissing girls on dance floors and boys in bands. Disclaimer, the boys were all frogs. On weekends, I was dancing all night in Soho and hitchhiking to drag clubs in East London, all whilst holding down A's and A-stars in my exams, getting into every art college I applied for. I learned how to burn the candle at both ends and keep in the good enough books of my parents. Such was the skill of my particular code switch. 
My drag mothers taught me style, glamour and how to hold my own, but tutted at my bookish commitment to getting good grades. My youth was an exciting time. It was artistic, avant-garde and it was bloody lonely. At the age of 19, I was given the opportunity to study with a Grammy-nominated sitar guru in India. By this stage, I had a fully-fledged DJ career at my weekly queer nightclub Cashpoint and had started writing and programming my own music. To make things tick, I worked in record shops, worked as a session musician and sang in bars. To pass the time, I danced on tables, peacocked around nightlife and passed out on the sofas of strangers all over Dalston and Shoreditch. The pilgrimages to India were underpinned by the pressure for me to embrace Indian classical music and renounce a life of sin and merriment. But that wasn't the full picture I was experiencing. It's the marriage of these disciplines that augmented the full spectrum of my life. I turned my sitar electric, adding the pickups to the bridge of my sitar and used a screwdriver to secure a guitar strap going full on Hendrix to the shock, dismay and disavowal of the sitar elite. Launching my music career on my own label via social media has given me the liberty and freedom unknown to any pre-internet generation of musicians. It also means you never stop working. My debut album landed me spots on the Jonathan Ross show, unheard of for an unsigned act, the cover of the New York Times culture section and nationwide touring of the UK and USA with appearances on the BBC in Glastonbury. The feedback I got from the music industry was always tense and teetered around the confusion over which exact pigeonhole to stuff me into. We don't know how to sell you to Middle England, they'd muse, or give reasons as lame as, your name is very exotic. This grappling with racial stereotypes, I now realise, is the result of decades of othering that has seeped down from historical imperialism. Back in the late 2000s, it was uttered through the polite mouths of latte-drinking hipsters. I just can't see your audience, they'd sigh, whilst attending overpriced yoga in American apparel, mispronouncing ancient Sanskrit asanas. It's eerie how indifferent these people were of their own structural prejudice. Some of them still are. The internet became the tool by which I was able to take control of my narrative and communicate how I wanted to put my art in the world. Always busy on social media, are we, Bishy? Former cohorts remark, the actual work I create being duly ignored. Of course, men are brilliant. Women are busy. Fuck you very much. I recently put a call out over the socials asking what the word intersection means to them. In amongst a few bro-rogans jumping to explain articles, they'd spent all of two minutes googling, a really thoughtful response came from a friend. In terms of creativity, he said, I think of intersection at the point at which disparate elements meet and create something new. What I've realised is that the intersection is not the cross we have to bear. It's not a holy sacrifice and you aren't saving anyone's soul by nailing yourself to it piously. Life has shown me that you will encounter rejection, confusion and dismay, whatever the intersection. But the intersection is more akin to a compass. A compass scientifically underpins the difference in polarities. 
a compass will align itself with the Earth's magnetic field so that we can find our way home. All we have to do is hold it in the palm of our hands and look to the light. Secretly, I was always holding mine. According to the Cambridge Online Dictionary, the word intersection means the point where two things come together and have an effect on each other. Thank you.